Today we're going to dive into, uh, we're going to keep, keep processing through the idea of, of healing and, and what it looks like things and uh, what it looks like to, to process through healing. And uh, this week we talk about memories. And it's not something typically that you talk about when you discuss what you need healing from. Typically, you see things like, I need healing of something physical. And so my leg hurts, my back hurts, my head hurts, and I have cancer, or anything like that type of thing. Uh, and, and you see how God can work and heal through that. You also know things like spiritual battles and things that go on with that, mental health, and all these different things that seem to just kind of weigh us down. But the one thing that I don't ever really remember hearing growing up or even processing through ministry school is the fact that healing comes also in the forms of the memories that weigh us down. And, and I was processing through this, and there's a, there's a story. In fact, I think I've preached it one time uh, since I've been here, uh, but it's a story that I absolutely love because I think in so many different ways it can relate to us. Uh, and, and there's so many different ways to look at this story. But there's a story that happens in John chapter 5, right at the very beginning. And, uh, and what happens is, is that Jesus is on his way to this Jewish festival, and uh, he's got his disciples with him, and he's walking down the road, and, and as he's headed to this festival, Jesus doesn't always keep his plans. In fact, we learn that a lot in our own lives, right? So Jesus calls us to do something, and sometimes those plans change. They differ a little bit. That's why one of the things when we wrote into policy here at Movement Church for, for staff members is that if a staff member or a ministry member feels like they are being called to a different place in ministry, we want to support that. A lot of churches, unfortunately, if you say, hey, I'm a youth pastor, and all of a sudden you get to a point where it's like, hey, I want to be a lead pastor, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're done with you now at this point. But we know that that's how God works, and we wrote it even into our policy that we want to work and adapt with people as they grow in their call. And so here Jesus is, he's, he's adapting to what it is that he sees and it says this, now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Uh, here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. But I want you to hear this next part. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long, long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Listen, in this passage that I just read for you, I'm reading from the NIV version, okay? But if you're one of those like super spiritual people and you read from the King James version, um, I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, I trip up sometimes with the way that it's written, but King James version actually has a verse in there that's omitted from what I just read. And so this passage is, is actually missing a verse. Now, here's the reality of why that verse is missing in the NIV and other modern translations is because that verse was not written into the original scripture. The, the verse was actually written in so you can understand a little bit better as to what is going on here because we just read that and you're going, okay, so he's been an invalid for 38 years. He's been in Bethesda for 38 years. What's his deal? But the verse that was missing says that every once, every, every once in a while, an angel from the heavens appears and stirs up the pool, and the first one to jump into the pool is healed from what it is that they are struggling with. And, and so, so that's the part that's left out. Why is that left out of the modern translations and in others? It's because 
When they, when they processed the King James Version, uh, King James himself felt like it was important that that was explained, all right? And so that's man-written, that wasn't holy written, if that makes sense to you, okay? So that's why if you're, if you're reading along, following along, you're going to see that there's an entire verse missing. That's the reason why. And so it goes on and it says that there's the, you know, we, we see that part that the angels from heaven come down, they stir up the water, and the first person jumping gets healed, but here's the reality of it. This guy's been an invalid for 38 years. And it's not his disability that holds him back. It's not the fact that he's been an invalid for 38 years. No, the part that holds him back is his memory of what took place the year before. So all of a sudden, year one, he's laying there. And year one, he may not have known exactly what this looks like. You ever been in a situation where something's going on? You're not 100% sure what it's going to look like. And so you just kind of experience the first year. You just kind of see it. You sit back. You watch it. And so all of a sudden, I'm sure there's been other people that's been sitting around for 15, 20 years waiting for this to happen. And all of a sudden, this angel appears. He's probably in awe. He looks and he sees and the water stir. And it's just mad rush to get into the water and healing takes place. But after that first year, he realizes, how am I going to get into here? And, and, and how am I ever going to get into here? And Jesus goes up to this man that's been fighting this for 38 years and just asks him this simple question, do you want to get well? And I ask you this, how many of you is Jesus literally going up to, is literally speaking to you in this moment saying, do you want to get well? But the memories of the past is what's holding you back from being able to move into the future, into what it is that God is calling you to. And that is exactly what we see happening here because the invalid replies, sir, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Listen, I get it. There's points that it just happens year after year after year, time after time after time, and eventually you get tired. Eventually you get, you get fed up with even trying anymore. You don't want to keep trying to get in. Eventually you just want to blame everybody else for the things that are going on, and I guarantee you that is exactly what this man is doing because he's saying, no one's here to help me. He's not saying, look, I've got an entire year to figure this thing out. If I can just figure out a way to inch closer, if I can get somebody to help me in January so this thing happens in March, I'm going to be pretty good because all i got to do is just figure out how to roll into the water. No, no, no. He wants to blame everybody else for the fact that he cannot move on. And so he, he tells them that, look, there's nobody here to help me. What's going on with this? And Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Because I love this part. Jesus speaks those words to him. And you know what he does? He gets up, he picks up his mat, and he takes off. No question asked. We're not all that, we're not all that, that, that tuned to what it is that God's calling us to. How many times has God said to you, get up, let's go, come on, just like the skit. He comes over here, get up, let's go, come on. That bottle does not need to define you. That those, those, all those insults that they're hurling at you does not need to find you. That is not who you are. But yet, we allow it to plague us and be who it is that we are. And, and so memories, they, they hold us back. They stop us from being able to move on. And that's exactly what was going on with that guy. Every chance that he had to move on with his life and every chance he had to have an healing touch, he had an excuse as to why it couldn't happen. Well, he wasn't there for me last time. Why is he going to be here for me this time? Oh my goodness, I'm struggling with it this time and I've been struggling with it for years to go. Why would he ever come up now? Why is it going to happen now? 
But the reality of it is, is that memories also challenge our future. Because Jesus is saying, don't you want to get well? Like, come on, man. Like, like don't you want to get better? And he goes right back to it again. Hey, hey, yeah, but nobody's going to help me. Nobody's going to help me. It's a, it's a lot easier in our lives to blame others for our shortcomings. If we can put our blame on somebody else, then, my God, we're going to do it. And every opportunity that we can. We don't want to take, we don't want to take credit for things. We don't take responsibility for things. If I can pass it on to somebody else, I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what he does. Memories can also destroy. And that's a sad thing. Because we can let memories of our past come in and destroy the very thing that God is calling us to do. Completely destroy it. Listen. Memories can hurt hurt. Memories damage. Memories can plague you in the middle of the night. They can plague you in the middle of your workday. They can drive you into a never-ending spool of anxiety and depression. They can even push you to the brink of wanting to end it all. But Jesus tells him to get up and to take his mat. I want to talk to you for just a moment about why that's so important. Jesus didn't just tell him, just get up and go. Because he could have done that. He could have just said to him, hey, get up, go. Leave that nasty mat. Like, I, I, I don't know if you're, if you're really catching the whole gist of this, but that mat was nasty. He had been laying on it for 38 years. 38 years. If nobody's helping him into the pool, this man ain't getting washed he ain't getting clean, and if he is, it's still a nasty, nasty mess of a mat. Check this out. Your life is probably a nasty, nasty mess of a life, but Jesus is saying, pick it up, take it with you, and let me show you how I can use these things to help somebody else. And that's exactly what he said. He said, hey, get up, walk, and take your mat. Take the stuff with you. Don't let it define you anymore. Don't let it hold you down. Don't let it plague you. But here's what I want you to do is I want you to take that and I want you to use that for the things that I have planned for you. There are so many things in my life that I didn't understand why it happened, why it took place. But time and time again, I have had the opportunity to, to help affect somebody's life because of the things that I've gone through, because of some of the things that I've seen. And because of those things, lives were transformed. And time and time again, I get that opportunity to sit back and go, okay, I see you, God. I see how you're working. I see how it's going. But let me tell you, talk to you for just a moment about memories, though. Memories are also good. Memories are also good. We see in, uh, in, in Luke chapter 2, uh, it's talking about Mary and her, her son Jesus. And it says that, but Mary treasured up all these things. And she, she pondered them in her heart. All these little things. Um, you know, I was reflecting the other day of all these things in my life, all these small things in my life that just add up to something so big that just affect in the, in the, purpose, in the perfect ways, in the perfect times. I, I can remember times in, in, in my life where uh, we had like little Nerf wars for birthday parties. And, uh, and I got this like, it was like right whenever the Nerf, the Nerf uh, guns came out with the bow and arrow. And I'll never forget that. Like, I thought that was the coolest thing. I'll never forget the birth of my kids. Um, I'll never forget 
my wedding day, my wedding night, uh, the karaoke was just incredible. Um, hindsight probably shouldn't have done karaoke. Um, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> God bless him. No, he did really good. I think there was some Garth in there, too. Um, it was good. And uh, I'll be real. If you guys don't know this yet, my wife and I uh, were avid. Uh, um, we, we can sing Grease pretty well. And, uh, and so that, was, that song was done as well. No, anyways, getting on with that. It's those, it's those little memories. It's those little things that you remember. I, I, I was remembering, I, I, I was thinking about my soccer life uh, not too long ago, and, and my, dad, my dad coached me at one point, and uh, it was actually my freshman year. I was a uh, goalkeeper, second half, and uh, I look up at the clock because the, the scoreboard was in front of me. I was back in the goal. Our team was taking a corner kick, and... Uh, and so if you're familiar with soccer, pretty much my entire team was down here in the box. Their entire team was down here in the box. And, uh, and I can't remember the score. We might have been winning. We might have been tied. Maybe that's why everybody was down there. Um, it was one-to-one. He remembers this too. And I look up at the clock, and I see that the clock is counting down, and there are just seconds left. And it is me and their striker. And that ball got cleared out to midfield, and I look up, and I go, oh, I can beat him to that ball. And I take off running. I'm sprinting, and I can hear in the side of my head, Rich, what are you doing? Stop! Stop! And he's screaming, and I'm running, and I get to the ball first, and I clear the ball, just kick the ball as hard as I could, and then I just stood there. Get back! Get back! And then all of a sudden you hear, it's like, ha, like I knew what I was doing, but memories, man, like all these little memories that you, you cherish up and you can remember uh, throughout your life. And uh, Mary, Mary talked just about that. You got to treasure those things up. In ministry, in ministry, uh, I've, I've said this to, if anybody's like uh, inspiring to be in ministry and they're like, hey, like I'm interested in being in ministry. This is something I feel like God's calling me to. The first thing I always tell them, you got to pray for it for six months. Um, because this is not anything that I wish on anybody. And that sounds terrible, right? But it is. Um, I, I let them know it's, it's a thankless job at times because you work without a schedule. You work without a, a, a calendar, without a clock. Um, there's times that uh, I've been Christmas Eve and receive a phone call. Uh, there's times it's Christmas morning. It's, it could be 3 o'clock in the morning. It all just depends. But one of the things that I learned very quickly in ministry was to cherish those small things. And so the cards that I receive or the notes that I get from students or from adults, I've, I've actually kept them all for the past 10 years, so from the, from the time I start. And every once in a while when I get, when I get through a day or a, a week and I'm like, I'm done with this crap. Like, this is crazy. And I go and I get to pull that folder out and I'm reminded of how it is that God uses us. But there's something else that we need to do, all right? Check this out. We need, so importantly, to remember what the Lord has done for you. I think too many times it's very easy for us to fall into a place where it's like, okay, I've done this, I've conquered this, but man, is it so important to remember the things that the Lord has done for you, has done for your family, the breakthroughs that have taken place, the healing that has touched your lives. Listen, one of my cherished moments is a time when, when we celebrated a, a big healing for, for our son whenever we realized that the doctor came forward and said, hey, look, uh, 
Like, we can't say that he's in kidney disease anymore. And uh, we don't know what's going on right now. Like, we see the things that are happening, but we, we fully trust in what it is that God has. But I remember that party, and, and uh, my, my papa was there, and we sat there, and uh, we had a great time celebrating. But we will always remember and store up and cherish that moment because we remember what it is that the Lord has done. We remember what the Lord has done in our marriage. We remember what the Lord has done through our kids, through our family, through this church, Time and time again, when every obstacle could be in the way, and here we are. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13, it says, Remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel. So you were excluded from the church. You were excluded from God's kingdom. You weren't there. You separated yourself from this, and, and you were foreigners to the covenants of the promises, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And because Jesus died for you, and we remember that, we, we, don't, we don't minimize that. We don't just put that off as a Bible story that we talk about once a year when it comes close to Easter. No, this is something that is huge in our lives that we have to acknowledge that Jesus died for us so that we could be free today. So that when we talk about the memories that hold us back and the memories that challenge our future or the memories that have destroyed our lives, we're able to look at it and say, oh no, but my God died so that I could be freed from those things. I don't need to be chained down from these things. I don't need to, I don't need to be stuck with these. Listen, I'm not going to say that God is going to come in and wipe your memory clean. Absolutely not. But what he does is he heals you from those things. He heals you so you no longer feel pain. He heals you so that you no longer have to, have to just die every time that you think about that or, or, or whatever else goes on. Like he relieves you from that moment. But why doesn't he just wipe your memory clean? What did he say? Pick up your mat and go. I'm healing you from this. You don't have to feel pain anymore, but pick it up and go. How can you work with somebody else? You had marriage issues? I'm going to heal you. I'm going to heal you of these memories so you no longer bring it up in a fight. You remember three years ago? Well, I'm going to remind, I'm going to remind you all about that. Man, marriages time and time again, they go to that. You remember this? You remember when you did this? Yeah, it was six years ago. Are you kidding me? God needs to heal you from that memory so you no longer bring it up, so you no longer use it against another. You remember that, and then you go and you can help somebody else that deals with the exact same thing. Healing comes in so many different forms. I'm going to tell you the reason why healing comes in so many forms, because God is faithful. Remember God's past faithfulness. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. And check this out. It doesn't just end there. And forever. The healing that he's given you in your past is the same healing that he can deliver you today, is the same healing that he's going to deliver to you the rest of your life. In Psalm chapter 9, verse 1, we read, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. So I'm going to ask you this today, church. Where are you at when you stand with how God can work in and throughout your life? You might be sitting here today saying, man, I don't know that God's ever worked a deed in my life. I don't know that God's ever really worked much in my life. Well, we go back to that last question. Are you still dead? You're like, no, I'm walking around here. No, no. Are you spiritually dead? Do you have a relationship with Christ? 
Do you have a relationship with Christ? Did you separate yourself from him so you can no longer see him, so you can no longer precede him, so you can no longer go to him? Because there's a moment in life where you have to re-surrender yourself. You have to make that choice on your own. It's not a choice that's made by your parents because, because all of a sudden you, you grew up in the church and that's where you've been your entire life. I've talked to so many different people that just believe because they've been in a church for 20 years that they're automatically going to heaven. But scripture is very clear that that is not the way that it's going to work. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You want healing to happen. It comes through a personal relationship with Jesus, not a prayer time. I'm not talking just a prayer time. I'm not talking you do some worship. I'm talking a personal relationship with Jesus to the point that you can go to him and say, I have these memories. I have, this, I have this mental health that I deal with, God. I have these physical issues that I deal with, and I need you to be here for me. I know that you can do big things. I know that you can move mountains. I know you can knock down walls because I have that personal relationship with you. And so today, church, today, church, if you're online, check this out. If you do not have that personal relationship with Jesus yet, there's no better time than the current because I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, my whole heart, not just part of it, my whole heart, and I will recount all of the wonderful deeds that he has done for me. And when you have that relationship with him and you walk step and step with him, you know and you feel and you get those wonderful deeds that he continues to do in and throughout your life. You want healing to take place? It starts with that relationship. You say, does God really work through prayers? Does God really work through things? Last week, I talked about it. Absolutely. Number one, what's he do? Number one, we prayed. Two days later, we find out that we can, that we can work on the power here at the church. Something we've been working on for over a year now, and all of a sudden, we can do it. And we prayed. Two days later, we're there. How incredible is that? Look, He's going to be embarrassed, but my dad, we've been praying for, for years for his back. We've been praying for years, and, and things have happened where surgeries couldn't happen or different things couldn't happen, and all of a sudden, he's walking upright again. He had the surgery this week, and he's walking upright, and yeah. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. When you watch how God works, listen, it's in his time. We prayed for this years ago. We prayed for this years ago, but for some reason, it had to wait until now. But now look at him. He's walking upright. He's here at church days after a back surgery, and uh, man, we give him all the praise for that. That is how God moves in and throughout our lives. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask Ethan, come on up here, buddy. Start playing some music for us, and uh, we're so blessed by our worship team here. But I'm going to, I'm going to do something to, uh, today as we close out this service, all right? Um, we've done this before. If, if you're in a place today where you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you do, and it's just time for you to renew that relationship with Jesus. You're like, man, I've kind of, I've kind of gone my own way. I've decided that I'm going to do my own thing a little bit. Maybe I'm not listening as much as I should. I, I want to challenge you today. I'm going to pray a prayer here in just a minute. I want to challenge you to pray that prayer with me. You can pray it out loud. You can pray, pray it inside your head, however it is you do. But, but I want to challenge you to recommit yourself. And if it's not a recommitment, maybe it's your first time ever, ever truly asking Christ into your life. Maybe you've said the prayer before, but it was just one of those simple prayers that you did because everybody else was doing it or because we did it this way and you just kind of went through the motions. 
But remember what I said. It's about a true relationship with Christ. Are you ready to start that true relationship with Christ? One that you know openly that you can go to, that you can talk to, that he will give you healing in your memories. He will give you healing in your mental health. He will give you healing in all the aspects of your life. And he is going to do big things in and throughout your life. So I'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes. If that's you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me and just repeat with me. Jesus, I love you. And Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for the things I've done. Father, take me into your kingdom. Give me a new name, a child of God. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. And I love you. Listen, I want every head bowed and every eye shut. If you prayed that prayer today, I want you just to lift a hand for me. That way we can pray for you a little later on. Thank you so much. Hands, I love it. If you're online, I want you to let us know as well. It's all about that personal relationship with Jesus. So Jesus, I thank you today. I thank you for this very moment that we were called to in this, in this time. I thank you for being there for us, even in the things that we don't ever think about to receive healing of, especially from those memories. Every time we find ourselves in a position, every time we find ourselves in a spot, we're just reminded. And not only are we reminded, but we're hurt. We struggle. So I pray today, Father, that you rest on us, that you give us the peace, you give us the rest in our thoughts, in our minds, and the things that we struggle with. As we have that personal relationship with you, we know how it is that you are gonna move and work in and throughout our lives, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, so much. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Hey, what's up? I'm Richie. I'm the lead pastor here at Movement Church, Tip City, Ohio. I'm Ethan. I'm the media director at Movement Church as well. Yeah, and we are so thankful that you joined us today uh, for this podcast and this online video. But check this out. This is all made possible through your generosity. Yeah, and if you want to continue supporting, you can go to movementchurch.community and find more stuff there. And if you to make sure to follow us on social media, that's Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah, and when you go there, you need to make sure that you hit that subscribe button and then go over that notifications bell, click that, and you'll be notified when content is available. Thank you so much for joining us today, and God bless.